It's the Snobbies! Did a little Palm Springs trip with my lady. And uh, I, I like to drink during the day in Palm Springs. Desert Facials. It's a cocktail. It's not like what I do. But you're not opposed. I mean, I've gotten worse stuff on my face. Oh, Welcome wait to a the minute. Snubbies. I messed that up. <laughs> I messed that up. I don't care. We're going with it. Happy summer, everybody. Oh, it is ungodly hot right now. <laughs> um, but for L.A., it was a cold year, so I'm kind of happy that the, the heat is here. I'm ready. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. I feel it. Triple digits at 10 p.m. is a bit much. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, Joey, the reason why we're harping on the heat so much is why. We, friends and family and listeners around the globe, are going to uh, do a, a summer-themed movie list. We're not going to do an award? No, not today. We gave you enough with the 1985 Best Original Song. That was a good one. That was a good one. A lot of songs. Lots of good music. But there's a lot of good music in this one, too. And uh, this this uh, this list actually comes from a credible source, the Chicago Tribune. So we're going to discuss the top 10 best summer movies. Now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of confusion about this episode there because... Was. When I first recommended it, uh, Joey completely understandably mistook it as top 10 blockbusters. Some are blockbusters. Yeah. And no. it was, I was struggling because yeah. there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about, Joey. Oh, okay. The heat's here. The bikini bods are out in full force. I want to talk about movies that remind you of the summer. Oh, like summer-themed movies. Summer-themed Copy movies. that. Uh, before we dive into that, anything you want to talk about this week or this month or this year? Uh yeah sure I want to talk about all sorts of stuff Evan that's why we're here but uh let me think like entertainment wise sure what's what's got going um, on um I was a little disappointed in something and I don't like to be negative about anything I just want to you know be was positive it a- Alien Covenant again no no it wasn't even a movie it was a TV series produced by Netflix Uh-oh. it was called uh, Thirteen Reasons Why have you heard of this I'm interested on your thoughts did you watch it yes ah uh, not happy. Not happy at all. Why? Well, first of all, I didn't like the girl. I didn't care that she killed herself. I was like, whatever. She's annoying. Secondly, um, you know how I feel about the R word. Yeah. And at the end of it, spoiler alert, everybody just gets R'd. And it's like, great. This is awesome. I want to sit here and watch these ravagings over and over again? For no, those, I don't. What am I doing? For those thoroughly confused right now, the R word is rape. I can't stand it. I don't want to see it in movies or television or anything. And then they left it like, oh, there's going to be another season. You know what? I hope everybody dies in the first episode. I hope the dork that has all the weapons just kills everybody. And then I'll be happy. Here's my 13 reasons why I hate that. It's the R word times 13. Who writes stuff like that? I'm going to sit down and write it something that everybody gets art in. Whatever. Stupid. It was a waste of my time. I'm not happy with it. I'm so shocked at some of the things you just said. 
Because <laughs> you literally ended our last episode by saying, everybody be good to each other, golden rule. And then you start this one <laughs> by saying, I hope everyone kills themselves. Of the characters. I hope it's, a, it's not in real life. I know. Uh, they were just so um, annoying. Here's the thing. Uh, I couldn't look away from that show. Ugh. However, the last couple episodes yeah. phoned it in. Totally. Totally phoned it It started in. strong. Great concept. Very Here strong. are these tapes. Yeah. We got to get an old tape player. Like, okay, this is this is cool. Like, you know, and then it just, oh. Here, so here's, here's the controversy wah. behind that show for anyone that hasn't heard about it. Schools are showing the show to their students in the hopes that it's going to dissuade people from killing themselves. Here's the problem. Any logical thinking adult who watches that show immediately knows that it glorifies suicide. It really did. It did the opposite. It made it seem okay and that this is a viable option for people of something for people to do if they're simply unhappy with their life. And I don't think high school kids are that mean to each other. Yes, there's bullying. I'm not saying there's not. But it, it was so excessive. I actually thought that that was pretty spot on. Really? Yeah, unfortunately. In my high yeah, school, it, it wasn't was. like that. In we were mine, all in mine there, was, there was enough crap going around. Maybe not to that extent, but there was enough crap to, to make uh. it resonate a little bit. But the problem is, is that if you're a grown adult watching this, you know what? Enjoy it. If you're yeah, enjoy that, <laughs> enjoy hours of R word. Enjoy enjoy the story. God. Um, if you're a parent with a 13 year old and you're thinking you should let them watch this to to get a better grip on their own reality, mm. you need to get yourself checked. Good call, Evan. Because this is not something you just show an impressionable kid willy nilly. It. It's very heavy. Whether or not it's good is Ugh. up to you to decide. Too heavy. But <sighs> I will say this. The acting, uh, the lead the lead kid, he was good. He's a good actor. He was good up until he heard his own tape. And then oh, he got so weird. so hard. Did I kill her? Did I kill her? Oh, yeah, you did. Shut wait up. a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, you're, you're saying you killed her because she told you to leave a party and you did. Yeah, that's why you think you killed whatever. Her. Like, come the, on, man. And the Asian jock who's supposed to be really good at basketball and his jump shot looks like garbage. He barely did anything to the girl. Yeah. Well, he did. He did cup her veg in the restaurant. Well, I mean, so does that's the president. Pr- you know, I mean, that's Ooh, like touche. A... <laughs> he wasn't that bad off. It was whatever. Just you know what? I may have enjoyed it if it wasn't if there wasn't so much ravaging in that well speaking of awesome shows with ravaging (laughs) have you seen the handmaid's tale no but i've heard good things dude we are three years away from that becoming a reality uh i don't know much about it so basically the handmaid's tale is what happens when religion takes over the government oh wait it hasn't not to this extent this is literally i mean you see everything that's going on with healthcare today taking away women's rights. And if you if you disagree with me on that one, uh, go ahead and turn off the podcast because there's no reaching you at this point. Mm-hmm. But women's rights are without a doubt under attack and healthcare is just the start of it. The Handmaid's Tale shows what happens when complete decimation of women's rights via religion becomes the law of the land. Literally, the handmaids are nothing more than 
vehicles for uh, babies. If you're fertile, your mm-hmm. job is to literally get ravaged oh. and produce children and then shut the F up and go sit in the corner. <sighs> we are so close to that. What the world needs now is, is less productions about ravaging. Okay. What the world yeah. needs now. What do, what do they need? Is love. It's true. Sweet love. Spread it, people. The love, not the ravaging. Oh ye, oh ye who said had some love spread over his face in Palm Springs. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Chicago Tribune is a highly reputable newspaper. Love um, newspapers. We love you. Why is it reputable? Because the late, great Roger Ebert mm-hmm. was the one who uh, spewed his thoughts through the newspaper on movie reviews. So, therefore, the Chicago Tribune is highly reputable. Mm-hmm. But, Joey, they made a very questionable top 11 best summer movies of all time list that I disagree with, mainly because why 11? Why not 10? Yeah, totally. But we're going to go through that in a minute. Uh, let's take a quick time out. I'll help Joey get his Palm Springs off his face. Yeah, give me a sec. And we'll be right back. All right. Joey, that was a that was a hell of a cleanup session there. Um, that was, and you know what? I just let's go back to the positive. Let's talk about fun barbecues and and football and summer themed films. But football isn't summer. Football is fall. Um, yeah, fucked it up, Joey. Let's talk about baseball and <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> she touched my leg, <laughs> um, Joey. Yeah. Now that we've established that we're not talking summer blockbusters here. No, no, no. Tell me what you look for in a good summer movie. Uh, I feel like there should be like some camping, some tents. I like it. There should be a lake or a body of water. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. I actually kind of like that. Okay. I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Not necessary. But when I see a lake, I'm thinking summer. You know what else I like? What? Bikinis, some boobies. Mm. Uh, you know what else is a good summer theme? A little, little marijuana smoke. I feel like that's a kind of a classic trope in like your classic summer Seriously? teenager. Yeah, teenager sinning. There's drinking booze. Would you consider or... Pineapple Express a summer movie? No. Maybe I just like smoking pot. Uh oh. Apparently. Cat's out of the bag. Damn. You mean the roach? Um. Yeah. See, I'm a booze dude. Um. Well, we're gonna talk about both of those in this list. And you know what's funny? There's really, for me at least, there's two genres that really own the summer movies: Hmm. comedy and horror. Ain't that the truth? Because you try to get like an action movie in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Summer no longer is a character in the movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. In horror movies, and we're going to go through a lot of these. Don't you worry. You guys sit tight. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of horror movies that take place at campgrounds, at, at ca- in cabins. Um, ooh, that's another one I want to talk about. I just thought of. Hold on. Hold Uh-oh. On. Let me put that in there. Typing. Um, 
there's just uh there's just something about the hot the sweatiness in the summer that horror movies just really capitalize on and in the same end you think summer you think summer vacation vacation you think family you get a lot of funny stuff going on with when you get family together so Mm -hmm. so that right away any movie that has to deal with uh with family or that has to do with comedies or horror really just kind of lend themselves to a summer movie so so for me that's what i look for i look for genre and yeah like camping is an automatic yes Mm -hmm. any sort of vacation Chaos yeah, ensues. Yeah. I mean, there are a few that we're going to talk about that just deal with being hot and sticky and all that good stuff. All but that. not necessarily lends itself to being just a summer movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, Joey, let's let's go down uh, the top 11 that the Chicago Tribune had for best summer themed movies. The first one right away, I have not seen. Have you seen it? I haven't. No, I had to look it up. Jack Goes Boating. I watched the trailer. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah, directed late, it. Late great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be good. He's a talent. There was some intrigue to it. But here's the thing. Best summer theme movies. The, the, it's in the best blank movies. The best movie. Jack Goes Boating. If it's so good, why are we not hearing about no, it? No, you know what? In half the trailer, they're in the snow talking about their summer plans. In the red. I'm not even giving Thank it any you. more consideration. If Thank there's you. snow in it, F off. Done. Um, the Sandlot. God bless the Sandlot, Joey. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it right now. Sandlot goes in the green. Let's just do that. There's no, in no way, shape, or form is there a list of the greatest summer movies that the Sandlot is not on. Man, it's so good. Automatically going forward, best favorite part about the Sandlot. Go. Uh, I like Squints a lot. I like Yeah Yeah. I like the pool scene. You you like the characters. The char- it's a very character heavy yeah. movie. But yeah, that pool scene with Wendy Peppercorn. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Too cool. She don't know what she's doing. She don't know what she's doing. Yeah, she does. She knows exactly what she's doing. I've swum here every summer in my adult life. Every summer, there she is. Oh, she. Oily. Oily. Oh, she. And one day, it became too much Smiling. for Michael Squints Polidorus. I can't take this no more. Move! And he did the most desperate thing any of us had ever seen. What a fox. What is the... There's a quote in there. He was... Uh, Crushing on a dish or something. Where you guys been? We've been waiting here forever already. Ah, Squints was perving a dish. Shut up. I wasn't. Uh, that quote is so funny because it's just so off the cuff. And it's just, it lends itself to like, this is what that kind of friendship among these these guys are. They it, Crushing on a dish or whatever it was. It's just, it's so, so funny. Um, but you said it earlier. Baseball. Hot totally. weather. Mm-hmm. Buddies in the summertime. The Sandlot, that is it. The big dog. Hercules. 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 You know what? I always, uh, the, the the main kid's hat had that really big bill. That, that was pointy. Me out. That was pointy. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, it was weird. But you know what? That's what made him stand out. That's why he was such a weirdo. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, man. There's so the many outfield. good points. But that, that, whole, that whole thing with the, uh, just the pool, you're absolutely right. It's so hilarious. Oh, man. 
um, the fat kid doing the cannonball. Mm-hmm. Just the pool scene in general is amazing. But the movie itself, grownups can watch that movie and still think it's amazing. And the fact that it's almost like this nostalgic theme. I think, you know, we build our summers up to be like, oh, it's going to be the greatest summer ever. Or, oh, remember right. that summer after eighth grade or, yeah. you know, the but you know what, nostalgia this, and summer go along and that, together. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'll, just, you know, kill whatever I was going to say that you're absolutely right about that. Um, American Pie 2. I don't know why this is on the list. Well, uh, Mike is going to be upset that we're going to red light this one because American Pie 2 is his favorite. Really? Yeah. It's because there's a summer camp in it. There's the the band camp. Oh, gotcha. That's why. That's why this movie's on the list. So they had a joke and they ran with it for a sequel? Pretty much. Yikes. Uh, The Parent Trap? Uh, I'm not going to say it's overrated. No, but... When you think quintessential summer movies, are we really going to go with The Parent Trap? Well, not you and me. We're freaking grown-ass men. Yeah, but the, but I can watch a kid's movie and, and find some sense of That's fun true. in it. But just really, The Parent Trap? What, I'm sorry. When I think summer movies, I do not think The Parent Trap. Uh, I don't either. It is themed, I guess. Yeah, but come on, man. Like We're, here's we're going to talk about this one later. Jaws is a damn summer movie. Yeah, right. This is about like twins separated at birth. This isn't about. And I don't give two dams about that when there's a giant shark eating people off the coast of Amityville. <sighs> or I'm sorry, Amity. Amityville is another story. In yeah. Itself. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about Jaws. Surprisingly, Jaws is not on this list. I don't know why. So why is the Chicago Tribune even making a movie about summer when Jaws is nowhere near the list? Parent Trap, Red Lit. You're cut. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now, we talked about this during the break, Joey. I'm so mad. It's such a great film. Why are you mad? Because they're ditching school. It's not summer yet. Thank you. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Yep. Sure, Wrigley Park looks great. Joey, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off one of the greatest comedies of all time? Truly, yeah. John Hughes is best. But... but Is it a summer movie? No, it's absolutely not. Red light. What were they thinking? So, guys... Audience members that are throwing stuff at their radio right now or pulling the earbuds out of their ears and all that wax is coming out at the same time. We are not saying Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a bad movie. Far from it. We're saying it's Mm. one of the greatest movies ever made. It's not a summer movie. You know what? I just put it together. Chicago Tribune. Oh, you son of a bee. How did I not think of that? Yeah, they're they're homers. You homers, bitches. That's why you're the second city. Oh, boy. And this next one, Joey, Hmm. explain to me why Almost Famous, even though I know you don't like it that much. I don't. Is it a summer movie because the kid? Sorry, I just stuttered there. Is it a summer movie because the kid's on summer vacation and doing an internship? Is that really the only reason? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's all the only reason. That's not a reason enough for me. I really, really, really enjoy Almost Famous. Mm. I really do. One of the greatest soundtracks of all time. But I'm not considering it as a summer-themed movie. No. And I'm sorry to get upset about this. No. But it definitely takes place in the summer. You know, if there's going to be a movie that takes place in the summer that has to do with like a summer vacation, Mm -hmm. it's going to be National Lampoon's Vacation, which is the next (laughs) movie on the Chicago Tribune list. Now, this one, I agree with. It's a great summer movie. It is a fantastic summer movie. Why? Because yeah. it's freaking summer. It is very much about summer. It's very much about what we do in summer and what we're forced to do. 
Exactly. It is the quintessential. If there's one movie about going away on vacation during mm. the summertime, it's obviously National Lampoon's Vacation. Totally. And the expectations of summer, right? You're, you know, going in mm-hmm. out of springtime. I can't wait for summer. Can't wait for summer. And then sometimes it doesn't live up to uh, what you think it's yeah. going to be. There's only one other movie about a summer vacation with your family that I think might be on par, if not slightly above this one. And we'll get to that one. But National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes, Chicago Tribune. This is what you should be considering. Yeah, good job. Not Almost Famous, not Ferris Bueller's Day Off, not The Parent Trap. It, it's National Lampoon's Vacation. Ugh, American Pie 2. Did you, did you ever see The Endless Summer? That's the next one up on the list. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. This is the surfing documentary? Correct, yeah. Now, okay, so here's what I'm going to say about this one. Narrative-ish. Well... Is technically any movie about surfing about summer? It should be. Really? Well. Because you can surf in the wintertime. You can. You can. And it's about, I mean, it's in the title. It's the endless summer. Yeah, but, but that's uh, such a technicality. Totally. And just because my family's cafe has this poster up in it doesn't mean I, like, fully support it. It just goes with our decor. No, and honestly, the, there's a movie that kind of sort of takes place in the summer that I'm looking at right now. Joey, look mm-hmm. at your list. This is what I'm talking about. In no way, shape, or form would I consider this a summer movie, but it's a better summer movie than The Endless totally, Summer. Totally, totally. We'll have to we'll have to compare the two. We will. Uh, yeah, Endless Summer, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Cool. Done. Get rid of it. Dazed and Confused, the next one up. Oh, I love this movie. I'm not even the biggest Linkletter fan, but of all his... All his movies, this is my favorite. Joey? Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. <laughs> I do. I get older, uh, they stay the same age. <laughs> it's so good. Parker Posey. It's pretty damn good. She's got good. a tiny role in it. She just dominates. It's pretty damn good. I, I really feel like it nails a lot. Now, here's the thing. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because it has been... Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to read that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this movie... Right at the tail end of the school year? Yeah, because he'll be like the kids going into his. Right. Yeah, the, the seniors are graduating. The juniors are becoming seniors. So this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is very close to a school year, but it's obviously has to do with school being out and capitalizing on the summer. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm very okay with that. But you're we're still at school in the film. Uh, but so, you're getting out. Point. Yeah, it's like the first night of summer, basically. Yep, you're getting out. So yeah. I'm going to give it a pass. Truly. Uh, a pass in meaning I'm not going to red light it. Oh, it's so good. Joey, Ooh. quintessential 80s. We just got done a whole episode the uh, last time talking about quintessential 80s. Evan, it's like every time I'm with you, it's like the time of my life. Now I Joey? I've never felt this way before. Oh, wait, can I sing on this one? This I swear <laughs> is the, the truth. truth. Oh, man. Jennifer Grey What a Super hottie If anyone doesn't know What we're talking about Shut up and go watch Dirty Dancing It's so good You know what I love About Dirty Dancing Guys love it And they won't admit it That's true I love it It is a chick flick That guys love It is on the same level As something like Love Actually It's for everybody Yeah When she's carrying Those watermelons And she's struggling It's like Oh Jennifer Can I help you Her moves man Her moves Mm. Damn Mm. Um, crazy for Swayze for sure. Uh, it's just you know it's just a it's an enjoyable movie, it's and it really is about summer. Yeah. yeah, it's a summer vacation movie. 
away with your parents. She doesn't think she's going to have any fun. And then she ends up falling in love with Patrick Swayze, as we all do. We all did. Um, yeah, we can't read like that. Love this movie. Too good. And then the last movie on the Chicago Tribune list. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. My heroes. My God, that. You know what? I have to apologize because I, for the longest time, never gave this movie its proper due. And then I believe it was uh, one of the earlier episodes I did with Mike. We did MTV Movie Awards Best Comedic Performances of that year. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. It was a good. It, well, it provided a lot of good clips. Uh-huh. Um we actually said that Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer deserved That's the award right. over right. Reese Witherspoon from Legally Blonde. F off. <laughs> Seriously, Reese Witherspoon, come on. She's a great actress. I love Paul Rudd in this movie. The uh, oh, oh my he's god, so cool. He's well, he's so cool in such a dipshit way. He is so cool. It tastes like a burger. I don't like you anymore. Oh <laughs> man, just. One of the worst people you could ever imagine, but it just makes you laugh so hard. I feel like every character really brings something to the table in this movie. Oh, for sure. I mean, we we talked about it on that episode, but just like the training montage that leads to nothing. <laughs> Ken Marino's no so good in it. Oh, the man. whole crew. I mean, Wet Hot American Summer for me at this point is mm. at least an annual viewing. It needs to be watched it at least be. once a year. And it's the, it's great every time you watch it. Yep. And and it hits it hits all the notes. It's a summer movie. Yeah. It takes place at a summer camp. Mm-hmm. It's oh. got your bikini bodies. Totally. Elizabeth Banks. Ugh. So good. And it like takes place in the summer of eighty one, which is kinda like the age of like the great summer films. And you know what? The Netflix spin off show. Yeah. Enjoyable. Hmm. Very enjoyable. I need to look into it. I I, I missed out. It's funny because it's the prequel because the movie the title right. of this movie is Wet Hot American Summer uh last day or no it's just Wet Hot American Summer. The show on Netflix is Wet Hot is uh, Wet Hot American Summer first day of camp. Mm-hmm. So the whole series takes place on the first day. So if you were to go back and watch that, first off everybody's older than they are now, which yeah. is brilliant. Awkward and funny. Yeah. To see how they get to where they are, you're like that makes zero sense. <laughs> But I love it. I absolutely love it. Those guys are brilliant. In fact, the best compliment, uh, best review I feel like we got for Eternity of the Film was somebody compared it to a David Wayne, Michael Showalter production. Nice. And I was like, perfect. I can, I, can, uh, I can move on. Perfect. I can quit this whole thing. Love every second. But I'm not going to, people. I'll keep bringing you hey, thanks. the laughs. I, I want to put it in the green right away, but I, there's just a lot of movies that we got to go through. Oh, Evan, I'd be so down to put it in the green. Well, F it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, Hot American Summer and The Sandlot yes. automatically. Yes. In the green. Those are such good summer movies. Um, all right. So let's go through some that might not necessarily make the cut. Uh, okay. Summer School. Now, you ever see Summer School? No. Tell, talk to me really quickly. Uh, the, I mean, this title kind of says it a lot. I know. But like, what's what's the deal? Like, what's the gist? Um, All I remember is like the two like... uh wild and crazy kids do this like full gore scene to like freak the teacher out to like get out of summer school. I think the whole time they're just trying to like get out of summer school basically. So is it like breakfast club for summer schoolers? Basically. Yeah. And just not as well done as not as good as the breakfast uh, well, club. Well, if it's not as well done, Reddit. No, I just wanted to. American graffiti. Um, American graffiti. I would consider to be one of the single most overrated movies of all time. Wow. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. 
I don't like it. Um, you don't like it at all. It no, not not in the least bit. Oh, come not on, in, not even one single little bit. Cruising to me, it proves that George Lucas cannot tell a story, which is hilarious because Star Wars comes from George Lucas. Yeah. Here's the problem: What's the best movie of the Star Wars franchise? Empire Strikes Back. Who did not direct Empire Strikes Back? George Lucas. Thank you. He can't properly tell a story, and he admitted it. If you if you bought the four-disc DVD set when the original Star Wars first came out on DVD, yeah. there's a two-hour-long documentary about the, the birth and the life of Star Wars, how it came to be everything. Lucas admits on that interview, during an interview on that disc, he doesn't know how to develop characters. Wow. So he had to hire a dramatic director to direct Empire because it was going to be more character-driven than the original Star Wars. Interesting. That being said, point in case with American Graffiti. Now, wasn't American Graffiti like kind of like a stepping stone project for him to get Star Wars produced? So the way that it went was... Lucas created THX 1138 as his senior thesis project. Uh-huh. He was already in with the studios. He w- he had his in because people saw that and said he can he can make movies, blah, mm. blah, blah. Star Wars was in development in his brain during American Graffiti. Got it. Because that came out in 73. American came out Graffiti. in 73. Ameri- now, here's the thing. American Graffiti did gross a lot of movie, uh, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Because of that, the studios trusted him to make Star Wars. Huh. So American Graffiti led to Star Wars. There's no denying that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's a good movie. I will say this. Richard Dreyfuss, good performance. I love Richard Dreyfuss. He's going to come up again later. Uh, Wolfman Jack's in it. That's kind of fun. It introduced the world to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. We get his introduction. Totally. Good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. But, Joey, I'm going to tell you this right now. We've already spent too much time on talking about American Graffiti. It's not going to happen. Mackenzie Phillips? Nope. Uh, all right. Back away. It ain't going to happen. Best summer-themed film of all time? No. Oh, hell no. Not no. even close. No. Um, falling Down. Ooh. Now, here's the thing. I loves me some Falling Down. We do. We love it, do. love it, love it. I just love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> that was a Jim Gaffigan <laughs> reference. Um... I don't think summer when I think that movie. No, it's hot. It's hot, but you know what? I'm going to say this a few times throughout the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's hot in December in L.A. It's true. Could yeah. have been December. And I don't remember the details too much, but it's not like it's critical that it's July. or you know, Not in any way, shape, or form. No, definitely not. In the red. I love you falling down, but in the red. 500 days of summer. Joey. Joey. Yeah. Uh, answer me this. Huh? How many days in a single season? I don't know. Not 500. Moving on. <laughs> um, Terminator 2. Same same argument here with Falling Down. It's true. Summer is not a character in this movie. It's not. But the kids are out of school. Unless they're just ditching because they're bad kids. Uh, John Connor was a bad kid. Therefore, he would be ditching. Totally. It's not a summer film. The hottest thing about this movie was the nuclear bomb going off in the middle of L.A., and it doesn't need to be summer for that to be extra hot. No, and just because, like, Judgment Day happens in August, a few years later doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Sorry, T2. We love you. In the heat of the night. Joey. Another one of those, like, hot, oh, it's Joey hot. Joey takes place in the South. It's always hot in the South. Yeah, that's not a summer It doesn't need movie. to be summer. Goodbye. They call me Mr. Tibbs.
Streetcar Named Desire. I'm not even sure if in the red. No, no need okay. to go for it on that one. Um, let's do uh, Summer Forty Two. You ever seen Summer Forty Two? I didn't know. This one I really personally like. It's not going to go for it. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh-huh. I personally really like it. It's a coming of age story about these three friends. Uh, they basically discuss that. They discuss in a way that only prepubescent or pubescent boys can really discuss uh, just life, love, all that stuff. But they're very immature. One of the boys ends up having an affair with a woman whose husband just went off to war. And it's a summer long affair. Okay. Um, It's a complete character study. Joey, look at me when I tell you this. Okay. You would love this movie. Really? You absolutely would. Okay, because I'm looking it up right now and I'm like, eh. No, it looks dated. Yeah, definitely. I... Thoroughly enjoy this movie wow. for the character development itself. Okay. I think you would love this movie. I think any listener who's serious about watching classic movies and watching seriously story-driven uh, flicks, go for it. If your favorite movie is Transformers, pass. Well. Done. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought uh, when I saw Summer of 42, for some reason I was thinking 61, the the Roger Maris Mickey Mantle film HBO did. Yeah, no. <laughs> but then I thought like, oh well, any like professional baseball movie could be a summer film. Technically you're right. So maybe something to think about. Yeah, I don't want to think about it though. It's too much. Uh what about Bob? What about Bob? It's a summer vacation movie. Ah <sighs> Joey. Tread carefully on this one because I see your face. And okay. I know, I'm just going to be honest with you. Do you want to know why I'm saying tread carefully? Because you love this movie. I grew up on Lake Winnipesaukee. <gasps> really? This movie, although it wasn't filmed on Winnipesaukee, takes place on Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah, it does. I am a Winnipesaukee boy. Okay. Continue. I think we're tread gonna, carefully. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> I when I saw it in the theater, I was kind of disappointed, only because I was like such a huge Bill Murray fan. I thought he was just overplaying it. As the years have passed. I've grown to appreciate it, and I think it's aged really well. This movie ages well. It I know does. We, we've said that about a lot of movies. Bill Murray's really good at this. There are some movies that just need to mature as they go, and this is absolutely one of them. It is. This is a good summer movie. It is a really I good summer movie. I think this should be considered. Okay. I, I put it we're in the red because you were, you, you were a little hesitant, so I, I didn't, I didn't want to force no, it too much. No, I'm glad we talked it through a little bit. The more I think about it. Um, yeah. Now, I know we talked about how horror movies have a... Uh, kind of a stronghold on the summer movie genre. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with a not necessarily a good one because I kind of want to just lay the groundwork and build from there. Mm -hmm. I know what you did last summer. What are your thoughts on that one? I I, I never saw it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. All right. I want to talk about this one alongside with another movie that is going to be seriously contended. Okay. Scream. Um, The reason why I say scream it does take place during the school year. However, uh-huh. because of the actions in the movie, school is out for the summer. School is canceled for the rest of the year. Okay. Okay. For me, Scream is the beginning of summer. Okay. I, I've always considered it to be a summer movie because it signifies the end of school. Summer begins. Now, they don't say that in the movie. But they do say that, that, you know, school's out until further notice. It's all done. Okay? Okay. Um, Scream, to get a little bit off topic, 
it was the greatest thing to happen to horror movies in the 90s and it was the worst the best because it is an amazing movie it is mm. so amazing you kill off the lead the the top build character in the first 10 minutes yeah where do you go from there nobody knows it you're right it changed the game mm-hmm. and just that opening scene that opening phone call you like scary movies uh-huh what's your favorite scary movie uh, i don't know you have to have a favorite what comes to mind um halloween you know the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters yeah what's yours um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why? You want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Um, no. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. That grabs you by the balls mm-hmm. and it doesn't let go. When you hear him say, I want to know who I'm looking at, Ooh. your heart drops. Ooh. <whistles> Spoiler alert. And then five minutes later, she's dead. Um, the reason why it's one of the worst things to happen yeah. is because it spawned this overly self-aware whodunit genre where uh. when you go into these movies knowing that that's what it is like i know what you did last summer like urban legend mm-hmm. you're not so much focusing on the story and what's happening the entire time you're sitting there going oh i bet you he's the killer oh i bet you she's the killer no maybe they're the killer together you're right. constantly guessing and you're not allowing yourself to be engulfed in the movie no so scream did it first they did it well they did it to perfection Anything that came after that was ruined. But when I think of Scream, I don't think of summer. I don't think summer themed. Oh, Scream. Oh, yeah. Summer theme like barbecues and picnics. It's the and start of summer. Uh, School's out for the I summer. I think of that mask. The, the song is in the movie. School's out for the summer. <laughs> that song's in a lot of movies. God damn it, Joey. Scream is one of my top ten. All time? All time. Really? Love Scream. Wow. Because here's the thing. What, Joey, what's my all-time favorite movie right now? The Shining. What was it before that? The Shining. No. Uh, Alien. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. What was it before Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> the Shining. Scream. Really? I love Well, at least you're heading the Scream. right direction. The productions are getting better. <laughs> <laughs> you wait you're actually gonna say Shawshank isn't on par with with the shining no interesting Stanley Kubrick I'm not saying it's better I'm saying in terms of all-time greatness it's a great Shawshank great is for film. sure in contention it, I'll tell you one thing it's leaps and bounds better than scream I didn't say it wasn't okay I'm just saying my personal favorite hey, will you stop yelling at me um, all right, I'll put it in the red. But anyway, I, I wanted to say I know what you did last summer just for that reason. That I, yeah, it, it's a the horror right. movie genre definitely started to veer off course, and I feel like I know what you did last summer was it was like the first ones. step off course. Yeah. That being said, probably the best looking cast in a while, oh, right? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh yeah. <sighs> Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar back then. Yeah, she dude, she was fire hot they're all hot they're good looking people good job on that one good casting job. director um 
Joey, this is mm. a movie that I added. I really enjoyed this. I think it was. Ooh, I'm glad you added really this. Really underrated. The way way back. This is a great summer film. Thank you. It is. Steve Carell playing the antagonist, which when Steve Carell yeah. plays the antagonist, I am on board. He is as good a dramatic actor as he is a comedic actor. Yeah, he's a talent. Um, for those who haven't seen it, uh, this kid, you know, he goes away with his mom and, and the mom's boyfriend for a summer at a place that the 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 boyfriend grew up at. That's Steve Carell, by the way. Um, who's the who's the dude? Sam Rockwell. Thank you. Mm. Um, Sam Rockwell is the owner of a water park just down the road from where they're staying. And the boy strikes up a friendship with him, ends up working at the water park. Um, another element of the summer movie, mm-hmm. without question, is the coming of age element. Most definitely. This movie is the most recent, is the best, most recent example of that. Totally. You go into summer as a per- as one person and you leave it as a different person. And he absolutely did. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's a very cliche movie. Well, it hits the cliches, but it does it in a really good way. Oh, in a brilliant way. And the the writer-directors have a great cameo. They're the guys that like work the, at the water park. Love it. And they like make the people, the girls wait at the slide. Yep. All right. All right. What's happening? Some kids are up near crazy tunes. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Pointless news travels fast. Go. Hey, can I get a special ride with uh, benefits from a man Duncan here? Yeah, hold on. Uh, you know what? It slides out of order. Watch this. Yeah, you gotta use the other one. All right. Actually, you know what? I think it's back in order. Okay. So come on, step up, please. Okay, hold on. Just hold there for a sec. Hold. This guy's an artist. Watch and learn. And you are holding? Still holding? All right, I think we're all set to hold a little bit longer. Okay, step back a little bit. Okay, step forward. Okay, stay there, step back and hold. Okay. Look at him, he's gorgeous. Just about ready to hold. Okay, and go. Okay, go, 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 go. Love it, absolutely love it. they, They kill it. They're both super funny in it. And here's the thing is like the drama in the movie is very well, it's not overly dramatic, but it's it's very well done. Oh, it's really good. And the comedy is spot on. I really like this film. I'm I'm yellowing it. Cool. I, because honestly, I for some reason people loved it when it first came out and then people started hating on it. And I don't understand the hate. Really? Yeah. Oh man. It. I don't get it. Even the title. Like it opens up. He's in the way, way back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that's so interesting about that movie is it starts with the conversation between the boy and Steve Carell in the car. Oh, and it's good. Where he's like, come up to the front here. And he says, what does he call him? He calls him a three? Yeah. Duncan. Duncan, are you sleeping? No. Let me ask you something. On a scale of one to 10, what do you think you are? Duncan, I'm asking you how you see yourself. Scale of one to 10. I don't know. I can't hear you, bud. You have to speak up. I don't know. What, what don't you know? How you see yourself? You don't have any opinion. 
I'm just asking. Pick any number, scale of one to 10. Just, just shout it out, just say a number. A six. A what? A six. I think you're a three. It's like, this is a grown ass adult telling a kid on a scale of one to 10, he's a three. He's such a prick. And you know what makes that character so great is that he truly believes that. Yeah. But he truly believes he's doing the kid a favor by telling him that. Mm-hmm. Screw him. No, it's it's well written. Very well written. It is. It's a great film. Joey, I want you to talk about this next one because you brought this to the table when you thought that we were talking <laughs> about summer blockbusters. And then I said, no, we're not doing blockbusters. We're doing summer themed. But. This one still holds true. It is. And again, I I really did some research trying to find out what time of year this takes place. But I never officially found that it was an actual summer thing. But I think Twisters happened during the summer. And the film we're talking about is Twister. And I I was going to put it on my top 10 of summer blockbusters because it was like the summer of 96 was was like a killer summer. And we're going to have to do this pod sometime. Can do because uh, there's actually another film on our list that came out in the summer of '96 that's also a summer film, but Twister's good. Twister's really good. You know what's great about Twister? Huh? Bill Paxton. <laughs> you know what else is great about Twister? Hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. You know what else? Huh? Helen Hunt. Oh. Carrie Elwes. Yep. I mean, directed by Jan Dubont. Nice. Yeah. Good name. Totally. Um, a lot of uh, uh, who did. You know, hunt for Red October. Totally. Um, the thing that's so awesome about all of this is it's all your favorite character actors in one movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to identify eight people in this movie easily right away. Totally. Favorite scene. Uh, the most intense scene is when they're under the bridge, I think, holding on you to think their so? lives. I oh, think I, so. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong, that's good. It's just very early, and that's only an F2. <laughs> I mean, Joey. <laughs> what, are you going to say the cow? No, I was going to say, I think we're going in! <laughs> and the house rolls into the middle of the oh, road. Oh, man. Here's the funny part. Did that house not have a foundation? Do yeah, houses not that? stay together when they're off the foundation? <laughs> that scene makes zero sense. But I'm so glad it's in the movie. Man, you know what else? It was like the best Dodge Ram commercial ever. That was the first oh, time we sure. saw that model. For sure. Of the Dodge Ram was like, whoa, they just changed the truck game. I also love the... Uh... God, Mac, you got a lot of beef. Where'd you get all this beef? Did you see my cows out front? No. Oh? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you slaughter your own cows, Mac. Nice. <laughs> Love that scene. Love it. It's good. And I just watched the trailer uh, yesterday, just kind of in preparation for this. The trailer holds up, too. Oh, absolutely. It's like, I want to see it again. And you know what? They they take it seriously. Like, that same that same scene at the, the lunch table at Aunt mm. Meg's house. They're, they're going over, like, what constitutes an F1, an F2, F3. Mm-hmm. When they get to, well, is there an F5? What would that be like? Mm-hmm. And they're like, a finger of God. And they're so serious, and you're like, oh, shit. You know you're going to see an F5 by the end of the movie. It's going to happen. Now, can we confirm that this takes place during the summer, though? Tornado season. Google right now, when is tornado season? I know. We should have done this beforehand. Because it definitely has to do with, like, 
it's usually during like humid time. March through June. So it's really, spring, I feel like I feel like there's always a lot of fall tornadoes. Uh, I mean they're documented every month of the year. So, dude, if it's March through June, it's definitely spring. Yeah, I mean June, you know, Joey. Northwest state, upper Midwest peak season is June or July. Joey, hmm. do you know why this movie is so great? Hmm. Because the greatest movie ever made it makes a cameo in it. Exactly. The Shining. The Shining. At the drive-in. At the theater. drive-in. Totally. You know, this is another fun fact. A tornado destroyed a drive-in movie theater that was scheduled to show Twister that night. That's what we call irony. Yeah. Oh, wait. What did I say? <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Um, I don't know, dude. Do we do we bounce it on a technicality? I, I think so. I think so. Wow. There's a lot of good summer movies we had to talk okay. about. Well, we got to tear through some of these because we just spent a okay, lot of cool. time. Um, Joey, let's go The Graduate. Another movie that takes place literally as soon as school gets out. Yeah, I mean, I, I would fight for this one. I think this is a great summer movie. Okay, if you're going to fight for it, I'm going to fight against it then. Okay. Um, I'm going to say no because it's not so much about summer – because school's mm-hmm. done. It's over. It's more... I mean, it is... It does absolutely have the coming-of-age element to it. True. But it's not so much about summer. It's about the end of the education realm. Right, in the start of an adult life. Right. Summer movies, for me, is... It's an intermittent time with a beginning and an end, and there's that period in the middle that is the summer. Mm-hmm. The Graduate is the beginning totally. of the next phase. Totally. There, there isn't that, that storybook uh, beginning and end of summer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna agree with you. I will say this though: when I graduated college, I spent a lot of time at the bottom of pools, kind of contemplating life, just like he did. I'm glad you came up for I air. I came up, though. I came up. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Thanks, um, thanks for everything, graduate. Here's why I'm gonna red like Greece. Hmm. School's in session. <laughs> Yeah. The movie starts with a song about summer. Yeah. There's, there's no longer summer. It happens so fast. By the way, you know that she's dead, right? Who? In that movie, Olivia Newton-John, she's dead the whole time. Really? Dude, the whole song starts about how she nearly drowned. Well, at the end of the movie, they fly off into the clouds. She's been dead the whole friggin' wow, time, dude. Wow, that's a fun little thing. Dead. Huh. Just like this movie's chance of making our list. Yeah. Point Break. Oh, this is a good one. Joey, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. Uh-huh. I'm saying, much like many other movies on this list, summer is not the point. It's not, and this could take place in the fall. I mean, this is it guaranteed? I don't Dude, remember. Those waves only happen when the weather is turbulent, and that's borderline fall winter. At Bell's Beach in Australia. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Utah. Favorite summer movie? Go. Joey, uh, Joey's uh, My beautiful girlfriend Mara just showed up. I was going to do an introduction, but thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're talking about summer themed movies, so yeah, not favorite, just like summer favorite summer themes, which I got confused with, but like you know, any of uh, they're mostly like coming of age or horror movies. Parent trap. Oh my! The parent trap. What? Wow. We put it in the red already, girl. No. Why? Why? I want to hear I want to hear why. It's fun. You go to camp and you meet your long-lost twin and 
then you come back and switch places. Like, super fun. I like hmm. it. Wait, what does red mean? <laughs> 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 yeah, but we're also a couple <sighs> grown men who uh, couldn't really relate to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. This whole thing's about the court of public opinion. That's this an opinion true. that we didn't take into consideration. This is true. I, is this the first female that's ever been on this podcast? It is. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel so honored. <laughs> How does it feel? feels very exciting. <laughs> now, convince us to keep the parent trap on this. It's fun. Um, I don't know. Does it's, it, it, who, who's, who's the psycho that was in this movie? Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Does, is that at all swaying your decision because people think she was like endearing during this? She was endearing, I think. She was cute. Does the fact that she's a total train wreck now take take away from it at all? No, I just think I think of the memories, I guess, because I was young when that came out. Oh. Like, I'll maybe, yellow it. Maybe like eleven or twelve, so it's it's good memories for me. <sighs> she's making a good case, man. This I is why we need a female opinion on this podcast. It's true. I think I even told Joey the other day Oreo and peanut butter. Oh, we went to the ice cream place. That's right. Because in the parent trap, Lindsay Lohan gets Oreos and peanut butter and says that she likes to mix it. That's ever disgusting. Ever since then. It's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll put it in the yellow. It's in the yellow. All right. Well, baby, I hope it makes the final list for oh your sake. Oh, my God. But can't uh, believe that. That's That was unexpected. Yeah, totally. Oh, boy. Um, Joey. Yeah. Summer movie. Summer. Love you, Mara. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, summer movie takes place during the summer. Summer's not a main thing, but there is a summer camp. This is true. And it is pivotal because one of the main characters is potentially murdered because the kids are away at summer camp. Talking Adam's family values. Man, it's a good scene, too. It is a great summer camp scene. She, like, calls all the girls out. Oh, yeah. Hi. I'm Amanda Buckman. Why are you dressed like that? Like what? Like you're going to a funeral. Why are you dressed like somebody died? Wait. We just love Chippewa. Amanda couldn't wait. It's all she talked about. She's got a whole new wardrobe. And this little lady? Oh, Wednesdays at that very special age when a girl has only one thing on her mind. Boys. Homicide. God, Wednesday Adams. God bless I her. I love when we've had this conversation before about how I have slash had a crush on Christina Ricci, and everybody thinks that I'm a pervert for saying that, not realizing that I'm the same age as her. Totally acceptable. So back every then. time her or Natalie Portman shows up in a movie, I was the same age as them. So when I say I I had a crush on Natalie Portman in The Professional, people think I'm a weirdo. Yeah, back off, Evan. Okay. I mean, here's, to. here's the thing. Natalie Portman will forever be my number one. Hmm. Absolutely. Well, I've I've grown up with her. Good thing your wife doesn't listen to this. That is true. She does not <laughs> listen to this. I would. I, yeah, I've asked her many times to listen and she won't. So there you go. That being said, Adamson values in the red just because it's such a small part of it. Sure. But but here's the thing. Like those summer camp scenes are freaking hilarious. They are great. They've spawned multiple Internet memes. Joey, I want to talk to you. I want you to talk about this next one. Hmm. 
the only foreign movie on our list. Oh, good. I'm glad you picked me to talk about it. Do it. Y tu mama tambien. And your mom, too. Oh, it's good. And it really is a quintessential summer movie. I mean, they're taking a road trip. It's hot. Road trip is a big deal. Coming of age mm-hmm. on multiple levels. Uh, Alfonso Coran, am I, am I correct? Directed sure, I'll it. go with that. It's really good. It's freaking special. And I remember seeing it in college thinking like, wow, when I grow up, I want to make something this beautiful. Now, when I think of it, I don't necessarily think of summer themed film, though. It definitely has the coming of age element to it, for sure. I mean, it it checks the boxes, but part of me, especially looking at the rest of the list, we can put it in the yellow for now. I'm not promising it's making the final cut, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge, huge, huge fan of this Worthy of consideration. I think everybody should go see it. Um, Joey, I want to talk about Deliverance for a second. (laughs) Yeah, let's. Um, For one thing, you got a pretty mouth. (laughs) Thank you, I do. Um, This movie could be in the fall. It could be. It could be in the spring. Yeah. What, just because they're in kayaks? It's the same thing with the surfing. Just because we're on water doesn't mean it's necessarily summer. Mm -hmm. So... And they're taking a vacation, but uh, God, it's a good movie. And it's got your favorite R word in there. <laughs> yeah, man on man. Jeez. I'm sorry. You got something against man on man? This is a first. Speaking of man on man, Burt Reynolds really good looking in this movie. Burt Reynolds looks that, more that unlike vest. Yeah, that black vest. He looks more unlike Burt Reynolds in this movie than any other. Than movie. ever before, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a real stud in this one. John Voight, Ned Beatty. Yeah, and then that weird kid playing the banjo. Man, dueling banjos. Talk about great original song. Was that written for this film? Oh, um, I think it was. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Joey's, this this is on par with you showing me the alien from Fire in the Sky. <laughs> he's showing me the, uh, the inbred kid from Deliverance. <laughs> Sticking his fingers up Ned Beatty's nose. Uh, you know what? That just got cut for me. Uh, th- that, that image. Copy alone, that. I'm, I'm good. Copy that. Um, did you ever see Summer of Sam? Spike I Lee? didn't. No. Summer's in the title. Um, John Leguizamo. Yeah, John Leguizamo. It's about David Berkowitz, a.k.a. the son of Sam, who, quote, received orders to kill from a dog. Mm. Um, Spike Lee. It's Spike Lee. Here's the thing. Much like a lot of other Spike Lee movies, and I actually want to bring the next one into this one as well. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee does hot summer New York nights very well. Sure. He does do them very well. Lots um, of tension. That being said, Summer Sam leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, if I'm going to make a movie about David Berkowitz, I'm going to focus on David Berkowitz. This is more of... A relationship piece between the couples involved mm-hmm. set against the background of the summer of sam killings said enough so cut out. but that does bring up another point of another spike lee movie do the right thing great great film now here's the thing i acknowledge do the right thing is a is a great movie mm-hmm. i do not like it <laughs> uh it's hard to watch and on purpose. He did that Agreed. on purpose. Agreed. Mm-hmm. The reason I don't like it 
so for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's all about race tension, uh, race tensions, and uh, in a very uh, low class Brooklyn neighborhood. Is it Brooklyn or is it Queens? Uh some New York. It's New York. It's a New York yeah. borough. Um, super super hot. Uh, everyone's up each other's ass about something. You know the black people the annoying the the white store owner, the white store owner being racist against the black people. You know, mm. blah blah blah. It's all it's all in there. What set the race war at the end of the movie off, and I, I guess I shouldn't call it a race war, it's a race riot. What set it off was someone broke a dude's boombox. And I know, and here's the thing, I know there's more to it than that. I completely understand that. But yeah. that was the catalyst? Well, symbolic catalyst, yeah. Okay. It's a very I, symbolic movie. Okay, I, I can understand that. Yeah. I just... I think for all the buildup that that movie did with the racial tension, there could have been a better symbol than that. Yeah. And if we're talking, I mean, just off the top of my head, like racial tension and heat in summer. I mean, Boys in the Hood is kind of a summer movie, right? It's like the football players about to go to college. Yeah. But, I mean, Do the Right Thing is by far better than Boys in the Hood. I prefer Boys in the Hood over Do the Right Thing, but I acknowledge Do the Right Thing. Yeah, Yeah, right. The thing about Do the Right Thing is, at the end of the movie, Spike Lee, who's in the movie, Mm -hmm. who, for the entire movie, has been, from what I can remember, the voice of reason between the two sides, right? Yeah. He, even though he's the director, he's sort of acting as the narrator for both sides. At the end of the movie, after the pizza shop is burned to the ground yeah, because of the broken boombox, I was expecting Spike Lee to come out and say, hey, everyone's to blame. Don't like, don't point fingers, all that. Instead, he came out and basically just justified everything and like completely abandoned that whole character that he had of being the voice of reason and was almost endorsing a very unreasonable side. Well, I mean, for 400 years, it's very, it's been very unreasonable on the other side. Completely so agree. That, that's his... his Completely you know, agree. What's going on there? Personally, and here's the thing. I agree about that. I think my, my gripe with it is that in that moment, mm-hmm. he could have done a better job explaining, and he didn't. Sure. I can, I can kind of get behind that. It's the only reason. <sighs> it, it, but it takes place in the hottest day of the year. Oh, it is for it very, sure a summer like, movie. Evident. I'd say we keep it in the yellow for now. I don't disagree. Cool. As much as I'm not a fan of the movie, I can't disagree that mm-hmm. it's not a great summer movie. Speaking of great summer movies and mm-hmm. being super, super hot and being cooped up, my favorite Hitchcock movie, Rear Window. I mean, yeah, arguably one of the greatest films ever made. I mean, the suspense, even even though it's a dated-looking movie, mm-hmm. the suspense is still there to the point where... I can sit down and watch this movie and st- and even knowing the outcome, still be on the edge of my seat. Totally, totally. And the fact that, you know, it's hot, so everyone's got their windows open. Everyone's got their windows open. Everyone's looking at someone. Uh, Jimmy Stewart is in a cast. He can't move. He's stuck in his apartment, and he witnesses what he thinks is... Uh, he doesn't witness the murder. He just grows suspicious that his neighbor has murdered uh, his wife. Mm-hmm. Great premise. Simpsons parodied it. I mean, if the Simpsons did it, then you know it's worthwhile. Yeah. Um, honestly, anyone who's a Hitchcock fan that hasn't seen this, then you're not a Hitchcock fan. Definitely. You can't just see something like Psycho 
or North by Northwest and be like, oh, I like Hitchcock. Rear Window is by far his his best movie. Totally. Grace Kelly, James Stewart. I mean, greats. Now, here's the thing. I'm... Uh, I was going to say it's comparable to Do the Right Thing in terms of summer because it has to deal with, like, the super, super hotness of summer. Yeah. But, man, they are radically different movies for sure. Totally, totally. Um, Joey... Uh, it's also not quintessential summer theme. Okay, it's hot. But but here's the thing. The reason why you can't say that is because you'd have to say the same thing about Do the Right Thing. It takes place in New York on the hottest day of the year. Okay. Right? I guess it's just there's so many there's so much interior shots of this film that I'm I again you relate to camping and the outdoors and and all that, but that's a great twist on the summer film, right? It's stuck inside. The I reason mean, why, it's why I, it's so great. Well, the thing that I disagree with that is it because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. The neighbors are forcing themselves out of their apartments and like forcing to interact. Right. And yet here's Jimmy Stewart not interacting with anybody as well as the guy that he's spying on. So while the world around them is going on, these two guys who are essentially hermits in their own apartments are the only two that aren't interacting. And that's why they're suspicious of each other. God, the more we talk about it, it's like, ah, this is a great movie. So great. And obviously. So great. Um, I'm yellowing that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it, keep it fresh. Uh, Joey, did you see Adventureland? I didn't. And I watched the trailer today. It looks really good. No, it's not very good. Moving ah. on. Cool. Uh, people that say Adventureland is a good movie, I'd like to know what movie you actually were watching because I want my money back from watching Adventureland because it was huh. not a great movie. Well, the trailer was done really well. Kristen Stewart can't act. Uh, Stand <laughs> by me, Joey. Oh, I'm in. All in on that one. Oh yeah, that is for sure a summer movie, right? Oh, pie eating. Oh, the pie eating. Diving into his fifth pie, Lardass began to imagine that he wasn't eating pies. He pretended he was eating cow flops and rat guts and blueberry sauce. Slowly, a sound started to build in Lardass' stomach. A strange and scary sound, like a log truck coming at you at 100 miles an hour. opened his mouth and before Bill Travis knew it he was covered with five pies worth of used blueberries the women in the audience screamed boss man Bob Cormier took one look at Bill Travis and barfed on Principal Wiggins Principal Wiggins barfed on a lumberjack that was sitting next to him Mayor Grundy barfed on his wife's tits but when the smell hit the crowd that's when Lardass' plan really started to work Girlfriends barfed on boyfriends. Kids barfed on their parents. A fat lady barfed in her purse. The Donnelly twins barfed on each other. And the women's auxiliary barfed all over the benevolent order of antelopes. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's so good. The train scene. The train scene. I mean. Finding the dead body. Totally. Corey Feldman's great in it. Coming of age. It's, it's, ultimate, it's one of the ultimate summer films. I'm shocked that it didn't make uh, the Tribune's list. Well, the Tribune list sucks. It does. Little Miss Sunshine. Ah, great movie. Could have been in the fall. Yeah. Red light. All right, Joey, we're going to get into some heavy hitters here. Um, going back to the horror genre, mm-hmm. Cabin Fever. You're going to have to run with this one because I haven't seen it. 
a flesh-eating virus uh, attacks a uh, a group of friends in a cabin in the middle of the woods. Okay. Um, highly contagious. It is one of the only horror movies I can think of where there's not a killer. That's the, kind of fun. The horror comes from the uh, the instances. Okay. Um, and it is terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. There's a scene where one of the girls in the movie, her face is literally eaten off by the flesh-eating bacteria, and she literally has just, like, red goop and, like, her jaw. Like, I'm talking, like, they live-type jaw. And, oh, my God, it's so creepy. There's a scene where another girl is in the bathtub shaving her legs, and the virus is on her leg, and as she's shaving her legs, the skin is just coming off. Ooh. Super, super creepy. And for a movie to be creepy without there being a killer involved mm-hmm. is special. It's very special for a movie to pull that off. Wow. Um, is it? Is it for sure summer? It could be fall. It could be fall. So. Damn it. Yeah. Here's a movie that definitely takes place in the summer because everybody's on summer vacation. <laughs> Joey forgot about this one. Joey. Hey, don't tell mom. What would you do if you were left alone for the summer? Don't tell mom the babysitter's (laughs) dead. This is when Christina Applegate was just, I mean, she was, was I think this was her first like feature length. This was her first feature because she was obviously Kelly Bundy unmarried with children. Um, Man, this is highly quotable. I mean, you got the dishes are done. done. (laughs) done, Um, Just like she gets a real grown up job. It's so ridiculous that it's hilarious. And I mean, here's the thing. You want to talk about coming of age tales. There's nothing more coming of age than having to be a grown up at the blink of an eye. Yeah, I don't I don't mean like in a big kind of a way. You know, like Tom Hanks big. Which, is that summer? I don't think so. Coney Island? I feel like they're cold a couple times in that movie. Yeah. Um, I don't. I really like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. It definitely takes place during the summer because the mom goes away from the su- for the summer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, you tell me. I'll yield to you on this one. I don't, th- I don't think it's quintessential summer theme. Not quintessential enough? Not enough. But I'm glad we talked about it. On Golden Pond. Don't know what that is. Award-winning movie. Um, Catherine Hepburn. It was her last Oscar. Um, Where does it take place? It takes place on Squam Lake in New Hampshire, which is the (laughs) second lake I grew up on. I grew up in between Squam Lake and Lake Winnipesaukee. Really? So on Golden Pond and What About Bob hold very, very close places Which lake did you go to more? Oh, Winnipesaukee for sure. Hmm. But there was a science center on Squam Lake, and that's where we spent a lot of uh, like class field trips so on golden pond uh it's a family melodrama Catherine hepburn henry fonda jane fonda who play father and daughter in the movie um it's essentially a daughter coming to grips with the fact that she and her father have never had a relationship the father's in denial about it blah 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 sounds really interesting it, the it's one of those movies the performances carry it okay but i'll give you the benefit of the doubt it's not it's a great movie. It's an award-winning movie. Uh-huh. I'm not thinking of that when I think summer-themed movies. I am thinking about something like Weekend at Bernie's. I was going to say, it's no Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, again, New York, super, super hot. 
transfers to where is it Miami? Is that where they end up going? I think so. On the beach, uh, for guys, guys, if you haven't seen Weekend of Bernie's, I mean, it's one of the most cliched comedies. It's two guys are invited to their boss's house. The boss dies. They have to pretend that the boss is still alive. So they basically play with the corpse to make it seem like it's still alive. Insert comedy here, comedy gold. It's hilarious. Yeah, plan backfires. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, Hijinks galore. How quintessential is this? Oh, man. And it's so, released in 89, it really kind of hits that that year on the head, pop culture-wise. Andrew McCarthy, John, Jonathan Silverman. Andrew McCarthy had a great voice for this one. Yeah. You're supposed to be watching Bernie. Oh, my God. So funny. We gotta. We we can't. I think I think you guy. yellow that one because that's gonna go up a couple of heavy hitting comedies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joey Independence Day. <laughs> now, obviously, it's. I know this is a remnant from your summer blockbuster this list. Is. Um, obviously, July is in summer. It is. Is summer really a character in the movie? Does summer have to be a character? Yeah. No. Kinda, well. well, yes and no. But here's the thing: there's no coming of age tale here. There's no, no vacation aspect of it. There's no tents. There's no lake. It's not summer themed. It's not summer themed. Just because it's on the 4th of July. Just because it's on the 4th of July doesn't mean it's a summer movie. Because in that case, I could say like The Patriot with Mel Gibson is a summer movie. <laughs> Glory is a summer movie because the wars right. take place during the summer. You know? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Although I do have to pause right now to hear that speech. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Feels good. God, I love that speech. <sighs> that was literally a split second for us, but the audience is like, thanks <laughs> so much for putting that in there. Um, Caddyshack, summer job movie. That is a summer job movie. It is quintessential summer. Um, let's let's keep it in the yellow for now. More of a sports movie than a summer movie. Yeah, but you think summer. I guess. I don't think it's going to go much farther. I don't think so either. But um, You've never seen Camp Nowhere. No, I don't know what that is. Camp Nowhere. Um, group of kids 
all come together to buy a summer camp. They get Christopher Lloyd, who's like the town crazy man, to purchase it for them. And they basically just have a summer of debauchery until parent weekend comes up and they have to fake that they've all been at all these different camps. So they turn the camp one minute. It's a computer camp. Then it becomes a fat camp. Then it becomes a cooking camp. Then it becomes a a foreign language camp. And it's just it's hijinks. It's basically what it is. It's a whole movie of hijinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to say as much as I love Camp Nowhere, it pales in comparison to heavyweights. Now, when you put heavyweights in there, I confused it initially with Little Giants for some reason. I can understand why. With Rick why. Moranis. Okay, good. I can understand why. Okay. Um, but you've seen heavyweights. I have, but it's been a, it's been a minute, so I don't really remember. Easily Ben Stiller's greatest performance. That's right. Um, he, he was previously a fat kid. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, turn on the camera. <laughs> Josh Birnbaum, step right. on up. Get on the scale, son. <laughs> Get off the scale. Okay, then. Turn off the camera. All right. All right, fine. Fine. I blame myself. You know what? I don't blame myself. No, not this time, Tony. Excuse me one second. How you doing, little Tony? Bad. Why do you feel bad? Because everything's falling apart and I can't do anything about it. It's not your fault. No, it's not my fault, but whose fault is it if it's not my fault? It's their fault. That's right. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. You have failed, and you will pay. That's right. Um, it's basically about a fat camp. All the kids come together, They, but you don't realize that the, it's a fat camp, even though they're not losing weight. It's really where fat kids go to just have fun and, and feel better about themselves until Ben Stiller shows up as a former fat kid who is now super fit, he purchases the camp and actually tries to turn it into a weight loss camp. And it's the kids and the counselors versus him. He's absolutely insane. And much like every good summer camp movie, it ends with a camp versus camp montage of battling at the end. That that is, that does make for a good summer movie. Written absolutely. by Judd Apatow. That's correct. Wow. That is a Judd Apatow movie. Hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it might go straight to green for me. Wow. Okay. Can we keep it in the yellow we'll for now? We'll keep it in the yellow for now, but I'm telling you, Joey, look at me. I'm telling you right now, it's going in the green. <laughs> you can't tell me Heavyweights is not a like quintessential summer movie. <laughs> um, okay, we're getting down to, we've got five left that we have not talked about. Uh-huh. Staying in, uh, or going back to the horror category. Yes. Sleepaway Camp. Evan, I haven't seen it. I don't. I can't talk about it. One of the weirdest, traumatic twist endings of all time for those who haven't seen it you bet your ass there's a spoiler alert coming up <laughs> spoiler 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 spoiler, spoiler alert. alert someone is killing all the kids and the counselors at a summer camp okay one girl in particular seems to be targeted sound familiar yeah here's the twist the girl's not actually a girl She's a boy. What? With gender identity confusion stuff going on. Wow. She's the one killing everybody. Huh. And it ends with that revelation where the counselors find her. And this is this is the weird part because it deals with child nudity. There's child nudity in the movie, even though it's um I mean it's like makeup. You know, it's 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 like a prosthetic. Yeah. But 
there's child nudity in the movie, which is really Jeez, effing weird. Yeah, I just Googled it, and it's pretty, yeah, pretty It's really grim. effing weird. Um, they realize that she is a boy that is killing everybody because they find her naked on the beach at night, and she's cradling the head of another boy that she just killed because he thought she was a chick, too. She killed him for making a move, essentially. The head rolls away. She stands up, and there is a wiener. Hmm. Kind of ahead of its time, huh? And the sound, I mean, the sound that she makes. Listen to the sound. Super weird sound. Super weird. Traumatic sound. And the face is just really bizarre. So, here's the thing. The movie is super low budget, and it's really not good. Okay. The acting is like... The the acting is serious to the level that Wet Hot American Summer was joking. Okay. In a really weird way, I feel like Wet Hot American Summer and Sleepaway Camp take place in the same place. Because hmm. the acting is on par. Wow. The only difference is Wet Hot American Summer knows they're, they're joking. Knows it's funny. Yeah. Uh, Sleepaway Camp is quintessential horror summer movie. Hmm. As is the next movie, Friday the 13th. Which is probably why Sleepaway Camp got, you know, born from. Yeah. I mean, those two movies themselves invented the summer camp slasher movies. Yeah. But Friday the 13th came out three years prior. Right. But Which I just watched. Hell of a twist on both movies, though. Yeah. Because if you remember, I know we talked about Scream earlier, but Scream did a good job of really hammering home the point. Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? Uh, the original one, Jason's mom. Yeah. You're led to believe it's Jason throughout the entire movie. Jason doesn't exist in this movie until one of the final frames of the movie. <laughs> Which is so good. Oh, it's... When you think of final jump scares in, in horror movies... Mm-hmm. That, with Jason jumping out of the water, is on par with the hand coming out of the grave from Carrie. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like Friday the 13th set, like, so many tropes for horror. Totally. You know. Totally. And, yeah, you think, like, the the hockey mask. There's no hockey mask involved. In Not until the third one. The third one. Yep. Um, but, God, is it good. Teenagers hooking up. They should have just paid attention to Jason when he was swimming. Should have done it, dude. Yeah. This was his birthday. Do it, mommy. It was, Kill him. Kill I was. Him I watched it last night by myself. I was terrified. Oh, it holds up. And Mara got home. I was like, there was like twelve minutes left. I jumped mm-hmm. when I heard the door open. And dude, Kevin Bacon. Oh, he's. That's another thing. Pretty bad acting for the most part, except Kevin Bacon. He only has a couple like scenes that he's dialoguing mm-hmm. in. Uh, but when she's. His hot girlfriend's telling him about her dream, about how it's raining blood. Uh, any poor actor would have just sucked in that scene. Just him listening to her, he's you can, you can tell, like, okay, this guy can act. Oh, absolutely. I would put this in the green. Straight in the green? Yeah. I love you for that. Good. I mean, t- quintessential summer. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. Hits all the notes. Totally. 
Three movies left. Um, Joey. Yeah. The Great Outdoors. Family. This is the movie that I was talking about earlier that's going to compete with National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm. Because, not that they have to compete, but you want to talk about, like, just weird family vacation movies. The Great Outdoors is it. It is. You've got Dan Aykroyd and his family mooching off of John Candy and his family's vacation. Hijinks ensue. I mean, what, what do you want? You want to talk about the old 96er? Which is a classic scene which we already given an award to. Remember? Yep. Food scene. Yep. Okay. Miss, uh, what's the old 96er? Oh, that's our world-famous Paul Bunyan's Blue Ox Steak. It is a 96-ounce prime-aged beef steak. And if you or any member of your party orders the old 96er and finishes, everybody eats for free. Ah. <laughs> that was bad, huh? Want to go for it, girls? <laughs> How about you, Chet? People seem to like that. Yeah. I'll try it. Okay, okay. great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, seriously, though, has anybody ever eaten one? Oh, oh, no. No, not in my lifetime, no. I think that just about does it. He's not done yet. Well, he may take a little while with that last bite, but it'll go down. That ain't the last bite. Well, sure it is. There's nothing on that plate but gristle and fat. Double the bet. Oh, God, no. No problem. Listen, if I can get a dessert down him, I think he could throw in a couple of Paul Bunyan hats for the kids. Uh, written by John Hughes. Written by John Hughes. Brilliant. Um, I mean, they have, like, the balding bear. That whole scene, that's hilarious. It is. God, I love this movie. I, I do, too. I absolutely love this movie. I do, too. It, and it could have failed. It really could have. It had but the it potential, didn't. but it, obviously it didn't. No. Just like another one of my favorite movies. Dan Aykroyd's such an ass in it. Whoa, Hark. Whoa. Hey, how are those tails? What? Who's saying something about my tails are killers at 28 bucks a pound? 28? Oh, my God. You know, Chet and I haven't had lobster in an age. Not since our anniversary, anyway. Oh, my God. Tony's lobster. Save that one. Okay. That'll be for me. that. How about the gourmet here? You know what he wanted? Hot dogs. Okay. You know they make those things out of, huh, Chet? You know? Lips and assholes. Uh, I guess I'm old-fashioned. I like assholes. <laughs> oh, he he does He's antagonism so, so well. Mm. Just like another one of my favorite movies, Meatballs. You love Meatballs. I love See, I haven't meatballs. seen it lo- in so long that I don't know if it holds up or... Oh, I do. It absolutely does hold up. Because you know what? It's so cliched that it's perfect. Yeah. You've got... The summer camp. You've got the coming of age tale. You've got the, the two camps fighting each other at the end. You've got the the male counselors trying to sleep with the female counselors. Tipper, I'm looking forward to some action this summer. I hope you and your gentlemen can supply it for me. Well, I could supply it, but the guy you got to watch out for is Spaz. Spaz? He's a sex machine. Are you kidding me? He couldn't wake me up with a trumpet and a drum. Well, I went out with him one night, and he got us six nurses by himself, and four of them couldn't report to work the next morning. You've got the nerdy kid, the jock kid. You've got all this stuff, and it's it's cliche for a reason. This movie made it cliche. That's true. But it's so good. That's true. So good. And Bill Murray, this was his first starring role. Was it? Yep. Huh. And it just set the stage for his career. This movie is a lot more important than people give it credit for. I like that, Evan. Oh, and absolutely. It's it's absolutely true. Totally. Just, I mean, insert any line from Bill Murray. These children are going to the most glamorous of all summer camps, Camp Mohawk. 
there's a two-year waiting list, and every child has to be voted in. On top of all that, it costs $1,000 a week to go to Camp Mohawk. The question is, is it worth $1,000 a week? It sure is. It's the best darn camp there is. Well, are you connected with Camp Mohawk? Well, I think so. I'm the program director, Jerry Aldini. Well, how do you justify $1,000 a week? Well, we have some special programs. Uh, we're doing Shakespeare in the Round again this year, of course. Uh, our political roundtable, Henry Kissinger, will appear. Yasser Arafat is going to come out, spend a weekend with the kids, just rap with them. That's amazing. And the kids wanted animals, so this year each camper will stalk and kill his own bear in our private wildlife preserve. Are you sure the children can, uh, can hack that? We'll see. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer, uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. What do you expect for $1,000 a week? Hey, you have a good summer, too, huh? It, he's just got... It does have it all. He's got the best delivery of everything. It does have it all. Yeah. Uh, it's set up like, basically, like, Ernest goes to camp. Yeah, but... The, so, so here's the thing. Remember, I always go back to, there's two kinds of comedy. There's the, the comedy world, where the world is normal, but the main character is stupid. Mm -hmm. And then there's... The other kind where the world is stupid, but the main character is kind of not part of it. Totally. This is definitely the world is real. The world is legit. Mm -hmm. These are not caricatures. They're just people that are just nutty. <laughs> so Man, good. It is so good. All right. I we, mean, because it's that cliche, does it go green? You don't. You can't not think about summer when you talk about meatballs. I will go so far as to say this. There's two movies that the second I said summer movies mm -hmm. came into my brain. Meatballs was one of them. The other one? The movie we're about to talk about right now. The original blockbuster? The original blockbuster. The movie that you probably uh -huh. had on your list. I did. In 1975. Man. People were afraid to go into the water. Jaws. So good. So quotable. You know what I love about Jaws more than anything else? Mm. Is that <clears throat> it was a failed movie in the sense that it's not what Spielberg intended it to be. And that's why it was good. It and was the shark never worked. Yeah. Therefore, they couldn't show the shark until the end, which just built the suspense more. So it was a happy error that Spielberg had no intention of doing that worked so well in his favor. And now Spielberg is regarded as one of the greatest of all time when his success is owed to a mistake. Truly. Like this movie set him up for the rest for of his sure. career. For sure. For sure. And Quint is one of the most underrated characters in movie history. He has to swim in with bow-legged women. I mean, everyone always oh. talks about Brody, Chief Brody, but Quint... Show me the way to go. Oh my home. god. No, that scene when he's describing uh the monologue for the USS Indianapolis thank you, yeah. is one of the greatest no. It is the greatest monologue of all time. Really? Bill Pullman's speech in Independence Day. Joey, listen to this. <laughs> to Hooper, that's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> You were on the Indianapolis? What happened? 
Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into her side, Chief. She was coming back from the island of Tinian to Lady, just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. The vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer, you know? You know that when you're in the water, Chief? You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What we didn't know was our bomb mission had been so secret, no distress signal had been sent. They didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo, and the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, that man, he starts pounding and hollering and screaming, and sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then, oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and despite all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in, they rip you to pieces. You know, by the end of that first dawn, lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many men, the average six an hour. Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into a friend of mine, Herbie Robinson from Cleveland. Baseball player, Bosun's mate. I thought he was asleep. Reached over to wake him up. Bobbed up and down in the water. It was like a kind of top. Upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Noon the fifth day, Mr. Hooper, Lockheed Ventura saw us. He swung in low and he saw us too. A young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper anyway. He saw us and he come in low. And three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and start to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So, oh, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out, the sharks took the rest, June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. Now, listening to that speech, it's two seconds worth, <laughs> strong. Because you know why it's so strong? It, it seemed real. Yeah, he's a hell of an actor. Robert Shaw is so underrated. Man. Um, it just seemed so real, like he was actually there. And he says it all with a smile on his face, like, 
I have to laugh because it was so traumatic. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world will never know what we went through. The way that I'm explaining it doesn't do any justice. It's the it's the only moment because that leads into them singing. Mm-hmm. It is the only moment in the entire movie where all three men come to an understanding of what's going on. Yeah, truly. Because otherwise, he's just bossing Hooper around. Hooper is trying to use his technology more than the instincts on Quinn. It's just, mm-hmm. it's the only moment the three of them bond. God, it's a great film. Oh, it's uh, number three for me of all time. Well, let's just green light it. I, I'm very okay with that. Cool. Um, can I also green light meatballs, please? Like meatballs to, it is. I'd like to put meatballs forward back here. Just throw some meatballs over there, just a little, little bit on top. Okay, now, so are you and I doing top 10 or top 11, like the stupid Chicago ten. Tribune? We're cool. 10. All right, guys, so those are all the ones that we want to bring up. Um, the top 10 list, the Snubby's top 10 list for summer theme movies already has five spots taken. Mm-hmm. Those are The Sandlot, Wet Hot American Summer, Friday the 13th, Jaws, and Meatballs. <laughs> those are all undeniable. Now... The ones that are left that we have to consider, The Parent Trap. <laughs> Thanks, Mara. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Dazed and Confused, Dirty Dancing, Sleepaway Camp, Heavyweights, Weekend at Bernie's, The Great Outdoors, Caddyshack, Stand By Me, E2 Mamba Tambian, Do the Right Thing, Rear Window, The Way Way Back, and What About Bob? Okay. Um, Joey, I don't see this list existing without National Lampoon's Vacation on there. Oh yeah, fair enough. Green. Um, we talked about it earlier. Men and women alike cannot resist the temptation of dirty dancing. Interesting. It's so summer. Okay, I love that movie. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I mean, it's strong. It's it's definitely the most unlikely movie on that list. Patrick Swayze's got an original song on the soundtrack. <laughs> I, um, I I hate to jump to conclusions because there's some really good films on this list still, but uh, how do you want to go about this, man? I don't uh, see. I'm looking at heavyweights, and now I'm thinking it's just a guilty pleasure. Yeah, because I feel like Stand by Me has to be on this list. Somehow it didn't make the Chicago Tribune's list. I'm not sure about that. Really? When you look back at life? Here, here, pick pick one movie to kick off right now. Oh, to kick off. Ooh, I yeah. like that better. Uh-huh. Parent Trap, Dazing and Fuse, Sleepaway Camp, Heavyweights, Working the Bernies, Great Outdoors, Caddyshack, Rear Window, Do the Right Thing, You to Mama Dumbian, Stand By Me, What About Bob, and The Way Way Back. The Parent Trap. So, yep. Yeah. Out. Once again. Wow, remember that time that, uh, what movie did we, oh, Field of Dreams got booted off <laughs> yeah. and then we brought it back again? <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen with The Parent Trap. Um, How about you? Pick one. I hate to do it. You two, Mama Tambian. That's fine. Okay. Days okay to Confuse, Sleepaway Camp, Heavyweights, Weekend at Bernie's, Great Outdoors, Caddyshack, Stand By Me, Do the Right Thing, Rear Window, What About Bob, The Way Way Back. I want to kick one of these two off, Rear Window or Do the Right Thing, because they're, the re- they're on the list for the same reason. It's a hot New York summer night. Mm-hmm. Summer day, sorry. Do you go with the master of suspense in rear window or do you do the the hot summer supporting the racial tension of do the right thing 
Just because it's one of the greatest films ever made does not make it one of the best summer-themed movies ever. I would kick Rear Window off before Do the Right Thing. And that's really difficult to say because I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. But I don't think summer. I don't. I think voyeurism. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I feel like I want to put Sleepaway Camp on there, but if Friday the 13th is on there, it's so similar. Yeah, totally. We can't. Sorry, Sleepaway Camp. I no. love you. I yeah. love you. We got three spots. Um, this is this is gonna be tough. Okay. For me, uh huh. The Great Outdoors has to go on. <laughs> that movie only exists in the summertime. It's true. Here's the thing. Great Outdoors or Caddyshack? Summer film. Caddyshack is a golf movie, not a summer movie. Yeah, it's it's a little funnier. Well, it's a different I, humor. I like Great Outdoors more than humor. Caddyshack. You're right. Summer, two families colliding, Great Outdoors. Yes. Love it. You know who's going to like that? The mm. raccoons. <laughs> ba 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 boom. <laughs> um, okay. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for two spots. Holy crap. Weekend at Bernie's has to go. Has to go where? Off. Okay, I agree. Sorry. We love you. Dazed and confused, heavyweight, stand by me. What about Bob the way, way back and do the right thing? Hmm. I feel like if what if the great outdoors went on, what about Bob doesn't go on? Yeah, fair enough. I w- I would pick two movies before What About Bob anyway. Okay, um, down to five for two spots. Is it not just clear to you that Stand by Me should be on this list? It is not clear to me. Huh. Wow. How do I convince you of this? Um. Pick another movie. Out of those five, out of Dazed and Confused, Heavyweights, Stand By Me, Do the Right Thing, and The Way, Way Back. Well, I know you're going to pick Stand By Me to stay, but out of those five, which one are you just going to boot? It would either be Heavyweights or Do the Right Thing. Heavyweights compared to Stand By Me. We talked about coming of age. It's funny that it comes down to Heavyweights and Do the Right Thing for you because they're so different. (laughs) Totally. How many lists put those two films head to head? I think Heavyweights is just a, a personal nostalgic thing for you, Evan. It's so good. Is it as good as Stand By Me? The music? Oh, the it, theme? It, oh, wait, wait. Oh, we have to differentiate. Are we I talking know. great movies or personal favorite? Summer themed. The best summer themed film. Personally, Heavyweights has a better summer theme than Stand By Me. Oh, you're tripping. You are tripping. How? How many times in Stand, Stand By, By Me? Stand By Me is going to last the test of time. I'm not saying that it won't. Uh-huh. I'm saying summer theme. I'm not saying better movie. Because in that, in that sense, Wet Hot American Summer isn't better than Stand By Me. Subjective. Uh, exactly. I, hey, how about this? I don't think the Sandlot would exist without Stand by Me. 
Damn it, Joey. I don't. Let's do this. Dazed and Confused versus The Way, Way Back. Ooh, that's tough. It is tough, but they're the the two most similar ones out of the whole bunch. Damn. Oh, F word. Dazed and Confused is the more classic. Personally, I think The Way, Way Back is the better summer movie. Yeah, because you get the whole summer in The Way, Way Back. You get this the is, whole summer. This is but, one night. But, but again, summer is a character in The Way, Way Back. Totally. So we're down to four for two spots. Heavyweight, Stand By Me, Do the Right Thing. I know you want Stand By Me, so fine. Thank you. You're a good man. Dick. You're a good man. It deserves to be on that list. I still haven't forgiven you for uh, taking uh, the award away for Goodwill Hunting. Well, uh, you never will, and (laughs) it's awesome that it's forever (laughs) on this pod. Okay, Joey. Okay. One spot left. Heavyweights do the right thing in the way, way back. <laughs> you're not going to like what I have to say. Uh, I don't think you're going to like what I have to say either. You're going to say do the right thing. I'm going to say the way, way back. Interesting. I'm going to say heavyweights, <laughs> which means do the right thing is out. Sorry, Spike Lee. You know what? We really want to give you credit for this film someday. Now, here, here's the thing. I will go so far as to say this because we've said this before. Mm-hmm. Summer as a character. Yeah. For sure, and do the right thing. Yeah, it's the hottest day of the year, though. That could take place in September. Touche. Mm-hmm. Touche. Heavyweights in the way, way back. <laughs> <laughs> Silly Ben Stiller, like, talking about how he used to be fat. He did that in Dodgeball, too. Oh, there's a, um, there's a conspiracy theory that they're the same character. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. So here's the thing, Joey. When we first started this episode, mm-hmm. we said there's a couple elements of the summer movie that just have to be there. One could be a summer camp mm-hmm. or a summer vacation. Yeah. Here we have both. Pinned against each other. Then we have coming of age. Coming of age is a lot more prevalent in the way, way back than it is in heavyweights, but heavyweights, it's still prevalent in the sense that they realize that they need to be able to control themselves and take responsibility for what they do. Heavyweights has an up on the way, way back in that it's a summer camp movie with all the right notes that it's the battle between the two camps at the end. Mm -hmm. It's the, uh, the love story between two counselors, you know, it's taken all those tropes that have kind of been set up by other films and done a little bit of tweaking. A little bit. Whereas the way, way back, I truly believe, is like an original story. Agreed. An original, like, summer tale. Agreed. For me, it's easy. I was really impressed with the way, way back. Make a case for heavyweights. Ben Stiller's amazing. I, I don't know if I can. That's, that's a That's a pretty good case. <laughs> Um, you know what, Joey? I Keenan Keenan Thompson's in it. I, <laughs> Joey, huh? I agree. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, wow, of the snubbies, wow. We are taking the Chicago Tribune's eleven best summer theme movies for whatever reason. 
of Jack Goes Boating, The Sandlot, American Pie 2, The Parent Trap, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's not even summer. I'm almost famous. National Lampoon's Vacation, The Endless Summer, Days to Confused, Dirty Dancing, and Wet Hot American Summer. And we are now reduxing the list. The Snubbies Top 10 Best Summer Theme Movies of All Time, The Sandlot, mm-hmm. Wet Hot American Summer, Friday the 13th, Jaws, Meatballs, National Lampoon's Vacation, Dirty Dancing, The Great Outdoors, Stand By Me, and The Way, Way Back. That's beautiful. You literally said it. These are the 10 best summer-themed films I would ever. sit down and rip through all of those right now. Oh, totally. Totally. I love it. There's there's some horror. There's some comedy. There's some drama. There's some dancing. Mm-hmm. There's some sharks. They're all like original in their own sense, except for Wet Hot. But Wet Hot's like the ultimate parody yeah. of this whole theme. Yeah. So. No, that's true. All right, Joey. Yes. I give, know. Me, give me three. Okay. Give me three that you think are the best. <sighs> Man. Uh, I would say... Wet Hot American Summer, Jaws. Oh, that, that's tough. I'm torn between Dirty Dancing and Stand By Me. You? This isn't going to end well. <laughs> we don't have any overlap. Really? Because I'm going to say Jaws, Meatballs, and I'm going to go... Either Vacation or The Great Outdoors. Wow, I'm s- I thought you were going to pick Friday the 13th. No, I, I love Friday the 13th. I might actually go Sandlot, too. They're all so good. You know what? Whoa, I'm going to go Meatballs, Sandlot, and Jaws. Didn't I pick Jaws? No, you did Wet Hot American Summer, Dirty Dancing. No, it, I picked Jaws. Oh, did I you? couldn't pick between Dirty Dancing and Stand Oh, well, there, there's the overlap, Jaws. That... I have no problem with that. It's the ultimate summer movie. It is the ultimate summer movie. You it's, laugh, you're terrified. And going back to your fuck up earlier. Yes. Body of water. The original summer blockbuster. <laughs> Amazing. It is the movie that coined the term summer blockbuster. Full circle. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest summer movie of all time is Jaws. It is. It is. I have no problem with that. I just got goosebumps. High five. Shh. Oh, Joey, I'm exhausted. It's midnight. It is, but we did it, and our list is f***ing fantastic. More beeps. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you need to plug anything on the way out? Do we need to talk about anything? Do we need to to calm down a little bit? Go to the Ace Hotel in Palm Springs this summer. Order yourself a desert facial. You will not be disappointed. Have two. I can't look at you when you say desert facial. (laughs) It's not easy ordering it from a male bartender. I'll have a desert facial, please. Because Palm Springs has three things. Yeah. A lot of old retired people. Mm-hmm. A lot of golfers. Uh-huh. And? A lot of fabulous gay men. They are fabulous. I love So Palm when Springs. you say desert facial. Get it. What am I supposed to accept or expect? You should go get one. <laughs> You're going to love it. I swear. <laughs> I love you, Palm uh, Springs. That's all good. I love Palm Springs. Um. I will plug a uh, a movie, one of the last movies that I worked on, a horror movie called Darkness Rising, is now available on video on demand. Check it out. Uh, it was a blasty blast to make. The cast and crew were amazing, and there was definitely some legit scares on set. So, hmm. Does it take place during the summer? 
No, oh, it's it's a nondescript. It is all. It does all take place in real time. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. We'll check it out, everybody. Yeah, Darkness Rising, video on demand, uh, I, whatever platform. Check it out. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. That's what I want to plug. So, ladies and gentlemen, until the next time, uh, that's Joey. Absolutely, that's me. You're welcome. I'm Evan. God bless you. The other guy. And uh, this was the Snubbies. Hit us up. Oh yeah, hit us up on Facebook, iTunes. Leave us a review. Rate us, please. That's the only way to get the numbers up. Let's get the numbers up. Go out there and conquer summer. Live Moss. Goodbye. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Don't just stare at it. Eat it. Take care now. Bye bye then. Happy Bye bye, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>